Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you'll find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash narcissistic parents and I will put all these links in the show notes. Please give my podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so that this podcast can reach more people, people who may need to hear it. Hi guys, I hope you're all doing okay. Um, today's podcast is, you know, I like to choose my own, sometimes, my own experience to make a podcast out of. And something fantastic, for you guys anyway, (laughs) just happened that is perfect for a podcast. So, the title is going to be something like, other narcissists because that's what it's about um obviously not every narcissist we encounter is going to be our mother or a family member right sometimes they are not related to us by blood or we have chosen them to be in our lives by mistake just like we stayed with our narcissistic parent for way, way too long. Or put up with them for way, way too long. So, this is what, um, I'm going to make it general and then I'll explain. You may have gone no contact or are in a situation where you're very low contact with your mother. For a lot of you, it's your mother, right? And you've chosen a kind of an adoptive mother, someone to take your mother's place, someone who may or may not have been there before um, everything happened, and you chose incorrectly, okay? And that doesn't just go for a replacement parent. It could be just a friend or someone that you just chose after you realized your parent was a narcissist and then you realized, uh-oh, I made a mistake, even with the red flags. Okay, so what I'm going to tell you is that it's not all bad doom and gloom. You're not always going to choose these people to be in your life or allow them into your life. With time and experience, you will get to understanding who are those narcissists. You will see the narcissistic traits and the red flags, and you will be able to tell a lot sooner than you have up until now, okay? Now, what happened to me, actually, the story is a long one. It's a very long one, Um, but... It's not that I just realized right now that this person was toxic. I realized it two and a half years ago. But something happened that kind of stirred all of that situation up. 
and I saw for sure 100% positive that she was toxic. Okay. So, where do I start? What happened recently was that my sister-in-law had a stroke. Okay, we live in Florida. She lives in Connecticut. We're not close or anything. and physically close. But I... She is 16 years older than my husband. So she was very easily a replacement mother figure, right? She could have really be my mother. I mean... You know, she is almost 20 years older than me. She could be my mother. So, she was already in my life. And therefore, I put her in that role in my life as a replacement mother figure. And I thought it was such a great thing in the beginning. Even though... I started to see red flags. And actually, I knew a few things from even before that. My husband and her and his sister, my sister-in-law, did not have the greatest relationship. She's the type of person, and listen for the traits, who if she gets angry at you, she stonewalls. She will stop talking to you. Right? And she's never the one to uh, uh, apologize, nor... Does she accept apologies? And I'll get into that in a minute. So, um, I had heard a few stories, right, from my own husband that even when he was a child, things that she had done that, you know, are not not good things, not things that that are acceptable, huge red flags. Um, They used to have physical altercations. This woman is 16 years older than him. So, if he was four, she was 20. I mean, that there should never have been a situation like normal siblings that are closer in age, especially two boys who roughhouse. That shouldn't happen with a male and female sibling where the, one of them is so much older than the other one. It just shouldn't happen. That's, that's not how it works. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into that into the details of the past but when I met him he was not talking to her and they hadn't spoken in 10 years and I mistakenly like many of you thought oh it's family it's really his only family so I should find a way to mend fences and contact her and I did find her I'm really good with um internet investigations and finding people when when it serves me right i don't just i don't stalk people it is it's you know like one of my brothers that i couldn't find i found through the internet because i didn't give up but with her it took a little while not too long actually because we knew what town she lived in we found her and she came into our lives and then disappeared again for no reason nothing happened she just stopped communicating with us. And so at that point I was like, okay, well, I tried. I, I brought her back into his life. And at this point there's nothing I'm going, I'm not going to go out of my way. Which was the right, actually the right attitude. Um, and four years later she went through her cousin. And her cousin contacted us and, and was like, you know, she wants to get in touch with you again. And I was like, fine, that's fine. 
Because at that point, I still didn't know what a toxic person was. What a narcissist was. Okay, so... We became really good friends. We spoke almost every day. But I started to realize little things. And even though I saw these things, I, like many of you, ignored the red flags and kept going. So what things did I see? We actually, in 2018, for Thanksgiving, we went to Connecticut to surprise her. Right? Me, my husband, and my daughter to surprise her. And we had a good time. But I did notice a lot of things. The number one thing that I noticed was how she behaved with the man that she lives with. She is 65 years old. So she was 63. And he's in his 70s. And she mistreats him every day. And it looks like a joke to everyone else. And, and people laughed. And, and I remember thinking, this isn't funny. Right? This isn't funny. She's mistreating this man. Um, and in the guise of being caring towards him. Oh, I have to keep on top of his insulin injections. She mistreated him. Yelled at him. I'll give you an example. And you guys are going to find this. I mean, we took it as funny. But I knew that this was toxic. Because I saw my mother do things like this with my father. So, she was in the kitchen. And he was standing directly behind her. And she yelled at him. And I mean yelled. She screamed at him. Get out of my blind spot. You know, and it became a joke. Right? To the point where my husband made a meme, which I will admit was really funny. He found <laughs> a picture of, like, someone in a car who had taken a picture. And you could see the, the rearview mirror. And he put a picture of the man in the rearview mirror. And, <laughs> and wrote, get out of my blind spot. So it became a joke. But that's not a nice thing to, to, to scream at someone. Get out of my blind spot. I mean, you can't stand behind me? What the hell? Do you own every piece of, of earth? <laughs> you know? Um, so that was it. And I And I had also heard a couple of things that she had done with her son that I disagreed with. Um, one of the things that she did, and, and I'm nervous about even talking about this because this is kind of, I don't want this person to get hurt if they ever find out about my podcast, but she got pregnant when she was 36 years old or something, and she went and told these extremely kind, gentle, generous people that the father was their son and she knew it wasn't these people took that boy who totally deserves it because he is a good kid he is the the scapegoat okay in in the narcissistic family dynamic i would say he would be the scapegoat because he was he's an only son 
they took him in and they treated him like a grandson. As a matter of fact, he calls her grandmother. And when the man died, um, they, they had him speak because it was his wish. Right? They don't have any other grandkids. So... The moral of the story is, is that she was so so narcissistic and toxic that she wanted to involve these nice people who had money, by the way. Have, I guess she, she has money. Fooled them into thinking that was their actual grandson. And he's not. Biologically, biologically, he is not their grandson. So, I saw all of these things. I saw them. But, I still ignored it. Okay, so let's fast forward to the day that me and her had a falling out. We were, um, we had done Ancestry DNA test. And and we actually needed to give her, we sent her the test because we suspected that my husband and her were half siblings and we were correct. My my husband has a different father. But that's not what this is about. We were going through ancestry and I, I was on the phone with her explaining how to look at certain things because she wasn't used to using the ancestry um app or website like I was. And many times she screamed at me out of frustration. But it wasn't my fault that she was not getting it. I was telling her, slow down. Like, she didn't have the patience to slow down and listen to what I was saying. But what broke the camel's back, I had already put up with several times of her being disrespectful and screaming at me. What broke the camel's back was the day that we were talking, and I, I was still pretty new in this whole being no contact with my mother, the narcissist thing. I, I didn't have any outlet like I do now. And she said to me, and yelling, she screamed at me, you just need to let it go. Okay, people, that is one of the most abusive things that someone can say to you because it is minimizing of your process of your pain. It's saying it's what you're going through is not that bad. Get over it. Just move on. It, it's really, it's not that bad. And that's very minimizing to the person who hears it. So I got really upset. We hung up the phone. I didn't say anything to her. I just waited till I was calmer and texted her and, t- and explained to her that I didn't like what she said. All right, I don't, this story, I could give you every single detail. So, I tried several times. I sent emails to her, texts saying, look, I'm sorry, let's forget what happened, let's just move on. I'm a different person now because now time has passed. You know, I am a different person. But I shouldn't be the person who is apologizing to someone who did something bad to me. Who did something toxic to me. So, um, she always stonewalled. She ignored it. And the time that my husband brought it up to her, she, and I heard it because he had her on speaker. I wanted, because I wanted to hear it. 
she told him that the reason I got mad at her was because she said she had to go. Um, no, that's not what happened. I was upset because she screamed at me. Um, and she said, oh, I'm always the bitch of my own life. So she turned, she did the victim, you know, she, she was the victim and I was the bad guy. And, but my husband is very, um, as he calls it <laughs> in, in a playful way, I Miyagi'd him. Anybody from the eighties that saw the Karate Kid movies knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I've Miyagi'd him into knowing about narcissists and narcissistic traits. So, he's very well aware of, of his sister's toxicity, but I had never called her a narcissist till just these past few days. So, she has a stroke. And I contact the cousin that she used to get in contact with me years ago. I contacted her and, oh, what happened with her? Well, well, you know, because all we knew was she had a stroke and she was in the hospital. We didn't have details. So I knew her cousin would have some details. And so we talked for about three days. And for three days, I felt horrible. And unexplainably horrible. I kept thinking that she somehow made me think about what if my own mother got sick. And, and you know, like it was a trigger for that. I couldn't put my finger on it. Well, I put my finger on it. The reason I was feeling that way was that was my gut screaming at me and I didn't know what my gut was saying. My gut was saying, do not go there. Do not try to find anything out about her condition. Do not get involved. This is not going to end well for you. And you know what? It, it didn't. Um... So the day that she was sent home, her cousin t sent me the last, the very last text. And it said, it's been nice chatting with you, but can we, you know, can, we're going to keep this a secret. And, and your husband knows, right? Tell him not to say anything. I got so angry and so upset that it, it manifested itself physically. Um, my stomach has not felt good for months. The last three days have been horrific. Until today. Today I feel better. And that's because a little time has passed and I'm able to calm down. And guys, that is one thing. If I can give you anything in this podcast, it's don't react. Right? Just give yourself some time to think what what is the best course of action here. So me being who I am and knowing what I know, my reaction to her actually was a good one. My response to her cousin was, "I didn't realize that we were a, that that talking to me, chatting with me was a secret. Don't worry, I will not be contacting you ever again." And I blocked. Her phone number. I blocked her from Facebook. Actually, I hadn't been friends with her on Facebook. And I did because of this. Okay, so children. Well, what's the moral of the story here? And I know you're not children. I'm just trying to be funny. The moral of the story is a leopard will not change their spots. And 
what I learned from what happened was that she was actually doing the smear campaign over in Connecticut with anyone who knew me. She turned everyone against me. She did what my mother did. And that made me furious. So furious that it manifested in a fight with my husband. Not that my husband is in defense of his sister. Because he he knows. He lived with her. He, he suffered many times because of her. But because... I was upset and I and I you know at those moments I think I just feel like I need someone to to stand up for me and and in fact the best thing to do is to not do anything. He actually did call his cousin because of course her cousin's his cousin. He called his cousin and try and cleared things up and his cousin expressed that she had had many fights with his sister that she stopped talking to her and he advised her well you better rethink who you have in your life because that's not a healthy relationship he gave her advice that was that's not going to go anywhere you know she's going to continue that's a whole other story (laughs) but I was able to see clearly okay that she was toxic my my sister-in-law was toxic I saw it very very clearly and I had suspected it because over Christmas her son's girlfriend was selling these really pretty ornaments that was what I I don't know if it was a business uh, I I think it was because I mean it had her name the business had her name on it and I bought a a Christmas ornament almost like oh because I know her type deal and she treated me when we communicated very professionally almost like I was a stranger and a customer not someone she knew and that was when I picked up on something's not right but I let it go people don't let things go okay this podcast I know I took a lot of time just telling you my story because it is what just happened and I want to show you that not every narcissist is going to be your mother father brother sister it could be someone that you just met and became close with because because they just came into your life for whatever reason right i'm not saying treat everyone as if they were a narcissist off the bat i'm saying please don't ignore the red flags because in this case there were so many red flags that went way beyond before I even knew her. Remember, she stopped talking to my my husband. He kept calling her and she wouldn't return his calls. That's why they stopped talking. Red flag number one and it was gigantic and I ignored it. Okay? So that's where we le- we we really need to listen to ourselves. If your body is reacting to something, don't ignore that. Your body is protecting you. Okay? Because my body sure said, oh my God, right after the news that she had had a stroke. By the way, she's fine. It was a minor stroke caused by very high blood pressure and cholesterol. So, 
you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen now because this is, this is what I have done and I hope that, you know, I can pass this on to you. Go no contact, 100%, right? If, if this happens to you, if you are mistakenly choosing someone to be in your life who turns out to also be a narcissist, Go no contact. Do the same tactics. Block them. And I told my husband, of course, I'm not going to tell my husband, don't talk to your sister. Although he has expressed the fact that he never really had a good relationship with her. So, you know, I, I really don't want him not to talk to her. But I don't want to hear about her. So I told her, him, please don't give me any updates on her health. I really don't care what's going on with her. I need her not to not be in my life. And I've blocked even her her son's daughter from Facebook. She's gone too. Because obviously she was being cold to me because of this smearing. And that she believed it. Surprise, surprise, Miss K. Um, eventually you're going to be in the crossfire. Because you are in the perfect position for it. You may marry her son. And you're going to be. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. And you're going to want someone like me on your side. And it's going to be too late. I'm sorry. It's going to be too late. I know that everyone makes mistakes. But. I don't want to put myself in a bad situation again. So I hope that. You know I hope it's not like that. But I know that it will be. Anyway. So, what do I want you guys to get from the podcast, from this podcast? Be careful of anyone who gives you bad vibes. Listen to yourself when it says, hey, making, you know, screaming at the person who is with you. Not a good idea in front of other people. On Thanksgiving Day, actually, is when this happened. Not, Not really a good sign. And if you know anything from the past that just didn't sit right with you, listen to yourself. Listen. Because you're probably right. Okay? Alright, guys. I'm going to leave it there. I hope that you learned something. That And, and again, I always ask you, go to my um, Instagram page. Comment on one of my posts. Say, hey, I listened to your podcast. And this is what I got her. Send me a DM. This happened to me with so-and-so, right? So just listen to your gut. Listen and pay attention because that's what's going to get you, make you safe. That's what's going to keep you safe from these toxic people. Believe me. Okay? I love you guys and I hope that my experience translates to you. And until next time.